and lead us in song and worship, and let's praise the Lord. And um, again, I wanted to say thank you for the church for allowing us to slip away. I will try not to ever have two Sundays gone. I, that was my foolishness. I, um, originally, we were going to go to like Yellowstone, which was far away, and we were all going to fly there. But when we changed it because of the price up there and everything, it was close enough that I felt like we could drive there and Eileen and I wouldn't have to pay for tickets, plus rent a car. And um, so it got in my mind that I would be there and then pick them up from the airport and we would have our car all week. But I never thought about needing to leave a day early to be able to go all that distance so that I was there Monday night to pick them up at the airport. And so that's kind of how that came about. But anyways, in the future, we're going to do better on that. God bless you. Let's sing unto the Lord tonight. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. How can I forget what you've done for me? How can I forget how you set me free? How can I forget how you brought me out? How can I forget? No, never. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. Please turn to page 62 in your hymnal. I feel no condemnation upon my soul today. No more am I a sin enslaved. I'm walking now with Jesus along the narrow way. I'm happy for I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved and I'm so glad about it. I found the joy my Wonderful to know I'm saved. I know 
Amen. Anyone else tonight? Amen. Jeff, tell us about your job. Yes. Anyone else tonight? God is good. Yeah. Probably made it back because Brother Foster drove most of the time. 
Or is that there is that's bittersweet, that's uh, good and bad. Amen. Anyone else? Love, Brother Kevin. I want to turn your attention. I want to turn your attention to one verse that's not going to be on the screen because I didn't tell Jeff about this. Uh, Romans chapter number um, twelve, verse number five. And I'd like to would you stand and we'll just read that one verse and then the rest I'll read to you and you can read along on the screen. Um, I want to talk to you about the body tonight, and um, you know. You're driving along and you have time to think about things, right? You, you, you think things below the surface sometimes. And that, that's wonderful that God starts to speak to you, and I'm thankful tonight. This is a very simple message, and yet I hope that it will really be meaningful. It's really been talking to me all week long. I, I am uh, happy tonight to be able to attempt to convey what I feel in my heart. Uh, Romans 12 and 5. So we being many are one body in Christ, and everyone members one of another. Amen. And then I'm going to jump to um, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13, and I'm going to read through 20 tonight for just right now, 13 through 20. I'm changing Jeff's world here. I could read the entire chapter, but I'm going to just start with verse number 13. And the Bible says, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and they have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? And now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? Uh, did I say that right? And if they were all one member, where were the body? And now are they members, many members, yet but one body. Amen. And so, Lord, I pray that you bless the word tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to us and help us. Lord, that you would help us to understand and think this through. Lord, I pray that you bless each and every one, the wonderful presence of God. It's so wonderful to praise and worship the Lord. 
I pray that you'd bless our hearts and lives, that you'd go with us as we leave this place tonight, let us be filled with the word of life. Lord, I pray that your spirit would speak to us and would guide our steps. And Lord, I pray for all those who could not be here tonight, that you would bless them richly and be with them and help them, we pray. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. We, we think that we understand the concept of the body, many members of one body. And I'm not saying that you don't know. I'm just saying I would like to give you another um, thought process on this tonight. Maybe you already know it, and if you do, just nod your head along with me, and I'll get you through this. Um, but there are differences, and there are different ways to look at this, and I want to just speak to you about another way tonight. Oftentimes, you and I think of the body of many members that, you know, this church needs Scott, and this church needs Nancy, and this church needs Kevin, and this church needs Susie and Dinah and Renee. This church needs Kevin and Elaine. And, and we understand that, and, and you and I, if you're like I am, I might dissect that and say, man, I know what Nancy is such a blessing and helping this church with. I, I know what Renee does, and I, I know what Dinah does. And, and we can uh, look at those things and we can say, yes, we're many members because we all can't mow the lawn. We all can't clean the bathrooms. We all can't minister the word. We all can't uh, prepare schedules and lists. And so sometimes people are satisfied thinking that the body just represents the fact that there are many needs that the church has, therefore God has placed people there to do those extracurricular things. But I want to ask you tonight about you being a part of the body of what makes it alive, what gives it strength, what sustains the body tonight right here in Chelsea, Oklahoma. What is it tonight that, that you and I are offering to the Lord that, that allows it? Is, it? is it just the preacher behind the pulpit and that's where I get my spiritual strength? Well, sure, we get some of it that way. Thank God that the Lord can talk to us and, and I hope that tonight by the end of this you think he did. But, but how much more important would it be if we could find out how that each of us are part of all of these aspects because we are all part of one body? It's not just talent. It's not just ability. It's not just availability that puts a church together. We know that different ones could do one thing or another where you might possibly believe that you could never have done that. And so we need, we need the other people. We need the whole body. But what about our part tonight as one collective body? to talk about church's spiritual need. How about talking about food and sustenance tonight? What keeps this body going? What, what makes this church thrive and be able to, and, and be able to tap into the things that are spiritual and, and have growth? What's going to open the doors, Brother Scott, that we're going to be able to see more of these pews filled? One here, one there, it's happening. You know, a year from now, you're going to look back and say, wow, we really have had a few new people come. We could get them all here at the same time. We'd be deadly, wouldn't we? But spiritual growth, our vitality, has to happen from what we are as a body 
not what we are gaining from the outside. I talked about having Chad and Fallon come. It'll be awesome. It'll be exciting to have a great little concert and, and great. And Brother Chad, he can preach, let me tell you. Looking forward to him preaching the word. But, but he isn't what gives us church life. He's an he's a important part of it. But that's not all that makes this church thrive. And so where does our spiritual strength come from? How are we enabling the whole body to be strong and able to do a work for God in Chelsea, Oklahoma? So the question's got to be asked, what about your part and things that are more than just the things that we do to keep the facility going? I'm talking about the spiritual man tonight. I'm not talking about Thank God for you all vacuuming the floors. I don't mean to belittle that. I'm just saying that's for the physical facility. But I'm talking tonight about what sustains our body, the body of Christ right here. We know Paul went on to say in Romans, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, I'm skipping a few verses, picking up on 23. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no needs, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacketh. And so tonight, I'm going to start with my illustration and let's talk about my hands. Part of the body. This is the real me. I thank God for my hands. I can work. I can, I can do a lot of things with my hands. I can wave them. I can worship the Lord. But probably most importantly that I'm involved in, that I'm interested in, is the fact that my hands help to feed me. I'm good with a fork now, Brother Scott. I can pick up a fork and I can run that thing with my left hand. I, I can take and, and I can pluck ears of corn when the, when the stalks are ready. I can go out and pluck tomatoes off the vine and bring them into the house, carry them in, and man, I'm drooling, thinking about fresh tomatoes with salad dressing on them. Maybe Eastern. And, and I, but my hands, all that they can do, the, the um, unbelievable ability they have, but my hands don't feed the body. They're necessary. But that isn't what puts strength into the body. My legs take me to the places where the food is, where it can be found whether it be the grocery store or the garden or, or a friend's house or whatever it is, a church event. But, but my legs don't feed the body. We could talk about my big mouth tonight with teeth and tongue inside of it. And, and thank God that there's a process whereby this body can take in food. But, but all that I do, I might have saliva that starts to break down that fiber. I might have teeth that can chew that that meter or, or whatever it is to make it smaller so that it can be something I can pass into my body. But 
bottom line is, my mouth doesn't feed the body. My tongue doesn't feed the body. My throat tonight. Oh, what would I do without my throat? Got to have a way to bring that food closer to where it's going to help me. And so the throat has no saliva uh, qualities in it. It has, it has no special things. It just is simply a way for it to go down my throat and there be a swallowing mechanism that helps the food that go down my throat. And, and as necessary as it is, it doesn't feed my body. I could talk about my stomach tonight. And, and again, we think, well, when I get my, my belly's full, when I'm hungry, it's because my belly is empty. And <coughs> those are true statements concerning the physical man. But, but realize tonight that the really it's just more secretions that go in there and, and, the, and the enzymes and the acids that, that flow in our stomach in order to break that food down further and, and take it into a liquid form and, and all that's going on. But my stomach doesn't feed my body. It's not until it finally enters into the intestines that now that food that has been broken, it's been gone from my hand to my mouth, my mouth through my teeth, my saliva, to begin to break it down, down the throat and into the stomach with its acids and enzymes and breaking those things down. And finally, that thing has a process of bringing it into my intestines. And there, there, finally, those nutrients that were in that food are put into the bloodstream. And the blood takes it to all the parts of my body. And therein, I am fed. How many activities of your body does it take just to feed you tonight? How much effort does it take for you to be able to get, uh, you know, we have pallets, we, have, we, we know what we like to eat and all those things, but that's all beside the point. There have been men who, who um, were put into prison camps uh, from the war in Vietnam and, 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 and what they were just given rice or whatever it was, but they learned to sustain themselves not based on what they desired, but that their body, that their system worked and was still able to take some of those nutrients and somehow get it into their bodies. When Moses' job was huge. His task was huge. Why? Because he had to take a people that that entire generation for 40 years plus other generations had not known the benefits and the beauty of, of Israel. They, those were forgotten days. They were only told by the elders now what it used to be. I, I, my great-grandpa told me how it was, and now I'm sharing it with you. But there were generations that never knew. They never tasted. They never farmed. They never did those things. They, were, they had been slaves for 400 years before the Lord came and, and took them out of there. And so Moses' job was going to be immense. He must have been wanting to pull his hair out, thinking about the fact of taking two, three, four, five million people, whatever it was. And they're going to follow God, and, and God brings them into a wilderness, into nothing but rocks and cactus and snakes. How are we ever going to sustain this? How are we ever going to, be, how are we ever going to live 
Israel, with their carnal mindset, take us back to Egypt, to the, to the, to the big bins with the fish and the, and the garlic and the cloves and, and the leeks. Not cloves. And, and because they understood, we're going to die out here. But God's plan had to be to teach them how to learn to have the sustenance, the to be sustained by his word. And so he brought them out of slavery and bondage. And they came, and, and yes, they borrowed all those jewels. They came uh, loaded down with, with good things, but, but it wasn't food. And they're waiting at the Red Sea with the cliffs on each side, and, and they hear the uh, Pharaoh and his chariot wheels coming closer and closer, and they're fearful. And Moses cries out to God, and, and God tells him what to do, and he lifts out his rod, and, and, and the waters part, and they cross. That didn't, that didn't meet all their needs. They said, We're hungry, we're thirsty. And so God fed them for 40 years. Years in the wilderness. Much of the time it was manna. All the time it was manna. But also in addition to that, there was a, much of the time he fed them with the fowls of the air. But they would just fly in and be there for their taking. God is dealing with the food question. With the issue of sustenance. If we could ever see this tonight and realize God is very interested that you know, amen, how important you are to bring the next meal for the body. You didn't, you didn't, produce, the, you didn't produce the food. You, you may not have uh, uh, been that last step of moving those nutrients into the blood system and finally feeding all the body, but, but you were in the process How important was each of those steps? I merely dealt with tonight with the major key ones, the obvious. We could talk about many of the internal organs. We could talk about the need of the heart. We could talk about all the veins and arteries and, and, and uh, capillaries. We could talk about the oxygen, we could, we could talk about all sorts of parts of the body, but my, my simple point tonight is, is that every part of the body was to bring and fulfill the needs of the whole body. Can you see that? Nobody was exempt in the body. Everyone participated. Well, I don't have a part in that church, and, and they've got enough people, they can take care of everything. No. You're missing a major point that God wanted to teach Israel. He's always promised that he would sustain us. God would take care of us. But how he does it is a revelation tonight. He does it through his body. I know we put manna on the ground for those years until Israel could, could somehow figure out the process of, of, of planting seed and, and, and taking care of the garden and, and harvesting the wheat and, and building a way to keep and, and have those, those food items for throughout the whole year. 
of, of creating flocks and herds and, and gaining these things so that they can eat off the land and, and they can enjoy meat uh, uh, for their families. And yet they could increase the, the herds and grow. If you're just waiting for God to wiggle his nose tonight and do something for you, that's not always the way God works. What he's really looking for is somehow to apply and for us to ever come to the realization, hey, wait a minute, I'm important to this body. How does Romans 12 say it go? Not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Uh, maybe missing it in my mind. I just a, a dead spot. Forgive me. You may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Uh, yeah. Thank you. One and two. See, there's a perfect will of God tonight, meaning that God is able to use and, and, and abide in our life and have our lives at their most and their peak vitality and, and um, availability and strength and faith in God. Let's face facts. The more you're involved, the more committed you are. But tonight, God wants this church to be sustained. He's going to take care of the church. He's a faithful God. But I want to be one of the ones that he can trust and use that realizes tonight that I am a part of this body. Not better than anyone else. Not stronger, not older. I may be older. But not, not better in any way. But if I'm available, if I understand the importance of what God is wanting to do in my life, if I realize tonight that it's not just what I do on a pulpit ministry over a pulpit. It's what I do when I talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, when I do when I call them, when I text them. Scott, you make my day some days. Appreciate all your texts. It's great to be able to be a part of God's kingdom. But you have to perceive tonight your great worth in the body. You may not be the one that ultimately is putting the nutrients into the blood, sending it to all the body. But oh, I assure you that your part was significant to get that process to happen in the church. Why is it that we um, can get momentum in the church and then we start seeing more people? Well, it's not the momentum. It's the fact that we are more and more committed and involved in the body. And by being involved in the body, God is able to bring the nutrients, bless the church, and meet the needs. Amen. So God took Moses, brought the Israel through those 40 years. 
but he also had something we call the promised land before them. A land flowing with milk and honey, talking about the prosperity of the growth of the harvest, of the blessings of seed life, harvest time, fruits of God's planting. God has tonight a plan for this church, for your life and mine. But I don't think that we're going to be able to just cut and run and say, well, that's them. I need to go my own way. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's what God wants us to do. I think the Lord wants us tonight to realize that my greatest revelation is the more I see my value and worth among my brothers and sisters. My greatest fulfillment is when I'm doing something to help the kingdom for the body. My purpose is fulfilled when I have an obligation, a responsibility, a commitment to what I believe is the most important thing. Can you imagine? There's nine of us here, or however many, it may be evangelistic, <laughs> uh, eight or nine, whatever it is, and, and yet we are building our lives on the fact that this is the most important thing in all the world, not the building but the fact of what God does by putting a body of believers together and make us one. Amen. Who knows what your spouse or your loved one or your child or your neighbor or your coworker will need. And maybe you are not able to give to them. But there may be someone in the church that will be able to say a word that will speak into their life and will help them. Would you stand with me tonight? I told you it was pretty simple. Can you appreciate tonight that every part of the body has its purpose in order to sustain the whole? And Paul said even the, the things that are the least uh, aware of it, the things that we don't really know how it all works, but we just know what's in us. He said those are worthy of even a greater honor. Because don't build the church on who's who in Pentecost. Where the greatest preacher is, where the greatest evangelist is, where the, where the hottest revival is right now, that's never going to be the way that God operates. It's going to be when there's a group of people that realize, you're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together. Together. Amen. Would you just love the Lord tonight? We have so much to be thankful for in our lives. But the fact is, I need you tonight. I, I, I need to be a complete body with you. Amen. I, I need to be counted on. I need to be responsible tonight.
have been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this song. I'm so glad. never go wrong calling up your brothers and sisters and encouraging them. It's not just when we come together on a church night. But I believe it's healthy for us to stay in touch. I'm not here to tell someone else what to do. I'm here to try to live for God with all my heart. To give God my all. Oh, as I do that, I can be a blessing to you. I can be an encouragement to you. Amen. And I and wanting to see God do great things. He's going to add to the church because there's a group of people here that are willing to allow others to be a part of the body. That's valuable to me, folks. God bless you. I hope that something could have been said when I started to think about how the, the body was so in tune with, with sustaining itself, with meeting its needs. I began to see this church and realize tonight that I'm going to find revival through you. I'm going to find fulfillment through you. I'm going to find victories in my life through the body of Christ. God bless you. Love you all tonight. Have a good night. Looking forward to Sunday. Okay, prayer meeting tomorrow night. Right? Thursday night.